Amen. Thank you so much. Man, it's good to see everybody. Man, it is a beautiful day outside, isn't it? This is beautiful out there. It's wonderful. Well, today I want to open up God's word today and share a little bit. We want to feast on the treasure of his abundance. Does that sound good? We're going to have the buffet going on here. And, and you know what I call it? It's, it's just the pure abundance of Christ that's been given to us. And so that's why we call the message pure. And you guys know how I like taking a word and kind of breaking out when God's just been working on my heart. And that's really what he's been showing me this week. And so uh, with that being said, I want you to think a little bit here. What do you think about when you hear the word pure? You know, do you think about, man, what comes to mind? You know, clean, perfect or, or something at its best. Let's take a look at the definition. I'm going to start teaching right out of the chute here. Definition, ready? It says, free from anything of a different, inferior or contaminated kind. Free from foreign or inappropriate elements. Clear, free from blemishes. Now let me ask you a question. Do you see yourself in that reality? You know, a lot of times we don't. And you know what? That's why I preach on this so much. Because I want us to see ourselves as we are in Christ. Amen? That's what he died for. That's what he rose for. That's who we are in him. Amen? So you think about that. In every aspect of your life, the word of God says, you know, when we've, we've given our life to the Lord, when we put our faith and trust in the Lord, we qualify in Christ. I love this verse. I say it all the time. The guy I work with, this is his favorite Bible verse. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. That means on your worst day, he saw your best. Is that good? Anybody have a bad day every now and then? Oh, come on. Just every now and then? Sometimes it gets a little rough, doesn't it? But you know what? When we see our lives through the lens of Christ, I can't say enough about it. When I minister to people and I talk to folks and when I look in the mirror, I have to remember what God said. It's not about the way I feel all the time. It's not about what my bank account says. It's not about what the guys at work say, right? It's about what God said. And so I want us to get the pure feasting on what God says about us. So let us fix our eyes on this thought here. Our scripture today is going to be out of Philippians 4, 8. I love this here. Check this out. Paul's speaking to the crew here. And he says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, why do you think he wanted to get their mind fixed on the right things? Because what you think is what you'll start believing. What you start believing is what you'll start acting out. Amen. I'm going to give you a word for this. Y'all ready? Proverbs 23, 7. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Now let's go back to this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. See, so many times we get fixed on what the news says, amen? We get fixed on what the neighbors say. We get, we get fixed on what we say. Uh-oh, guess what? We got to watch what we're saying, don't we? We need to be saying what God says. That's how important our words are. They will frame your life in. And you know what? You can box yourself in where you're just overwhelmed. Or you can use that framework as a ladder and climb out of where you've been, amen? God will pull you out. That's a good word. All right, so today I want to go ahead and jump into the, the pure reality of our identity in Christ. Everybody got their paperwork? Say amen. amen. Now you can put a little notes down along the way. I believe this message is going to encourage you. My prayer is that it just encourages in the Lord. And that when we walk out of here, y'all feel 10 pounds lighter and your blood pressure goes down. How about that? I think it'll do it. Because God's word is a medicine to our heart, isn't it? All right, well, let's take a look at this. So for our P, the Lord told me it's about his perfection. 
perfect in Christ. We are perfect in Christ. Amen. So I want to know something here. How do you see yourself? <clears throat> do you see yourself that way in every aspect of your life? Because it's going to affect every relationship you deal with. It's going to affect your home life. It's going to affect your job, how you deal with people and everything else. Got a story right out the shoot. You know, sometimes when God gives you the, most times when God gives, every time when God gives you the message, you end up living it through the week. Had a little bit of a, a, a full week. It was some good stuff. There's some stuff I'd rather didn't deal with. But you know what? God worked through that as well. And I was at work the other day and I was, I was in the middle of, of, of telling somebody something. And another guy came around and he needed a key for one of the gates. And he was looking at me, and there was a bunch of guys talking over here. And I was getting ready to say, hey, man, um, let me see if I can get somebody to help you. Well, about this time, one of the fellows said, hey, I can help you. And I said, hey, he'll help you right there. And I went back to my conversation. That's all it took. Because this guy right here goes, man, what's your problem? <laughs> I didn't know I had a problem. Who do you think you are? I'm the guy that's having this conversation right over here. What are you talking about? And you know, a lot of times, the things that you kind of run into first thing in the morning at work, it has absolutely nothing to do with you, amen? And I thought, man, I didn't really feel perfect in Christ at that minute. And I thought, what's going on? But this is what I find out a lot of times. The number one and two thing that the devil will use on us is inferiority and insecurity. Have you ever worked with somebody or been in that position? If you feel a little insecure, you get a little jumpy, don't you? You think everybody's against you. You get a little paranoid, right? And, or, or you just feel like, man, I don't, I don't measure up. That's why I'm going back to we're perfect in Christ. See, when we realize that we're perfect in Christ, when God looks at you and you put your faith and trust in the Lord, he doesn't see any of the junk. He sees the perfect sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ applied to your life. Amen. Anybody that just popped in my head? Anybody got a big brother, big sister? You know, did they, did they stand up for you? You probably, they probably stand over you a little bit sometimes when you grow up. Isn't it funny? Now, I, I mentioned this before with my sister. Um, it was all right if she beat, it, beat on me, but nobody else was going to. You know what I mean? She had my back, you know? And so when I think about those things like that, how much more does God have our back? How much more is he protecting us? Amen. Well, I just wanted to share that because a lot of times, and I just want to bring that in. <clears throat> the reason we feel the way we do so many times is because we're not looking at the perfection of Christ in our life. We're looking at the inferior and the in inferiority and the insecureness of our life. So today, let's shift from that and put our eyes on what Jesus done. All right, y'all ready? I said, you cannot look any better than in Christ. Amen. Now, I want you to look beside somebody and say, God looks good on you. I'm here. Tell them next to you. God looks good on you. You just don't look any better than when you're in Christ, is it? You know, you could be in crisis and still be in Christ. You're still looking good because that's how he sees you, that perfection. Amen. That's what I want us to see. And I think so many times we forget that. That's why I want us to just receive this word right where it's at. I'm going to give you some scripture. We've got a lot of scripture for you to write down today because we want to rivet this into our hearts so that we know that we are getting it right from the purest form. Amen. God's word. Take a look at this. Hebrews 10, 14. For by a single offering, he, Jesus, has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Well, what does that mean? Sanctified means set apart. We have been set apart into the family of God because of what Jesus Christ has done. 
How many people like to belong? We like belonging. That's just the way we're wired. You know, you know, sometimes we go, I don't want to go there. I just don't fit in. I would never go anywhere if that was the case. Right? I'm thinking, I don't fit in here. I don't fit in here. But you know what? It's nice when people love you right where you are. Welcome to KTP. Amen. Welcome to Keep Your Promise. We're going to love you right where you are. But from one single deal, you were qualified. Does that tell you just how great God is? That's a huge, man. One single offering set us in the family of God. All you got to do is believe it. All you got to do is receive it. Well, how do I maintain it? You don't, God does. Should you grow into it? Grow as we go and learn and, 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 and continue to walk, walk in it? Absolutely. But you qualify right out of the gate from what Jesus Christ did. You say, well, buddy, we know that. We talk about it all the time, do we? Because when I ask how many people see themselves as perfect, we had a lot of people going back and forth looking at that. Me too sometimes. But I have to take God's word on it. And I'm going to trust God's word on it. You know? That doesn't mean be arrogant. Well, I'm perfect. No, that's not what we're saying. But in the eyes of Christ, through, through God looking at us and seeing that great sacrifice, he has perfected for all times those who are being sanctified, set apart. We're set apart in him. Amen. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and digest that. It's a huge blessing, but it doesn't, it doesn't change anything, you know, if, if we don't apply it to our life. I hope we can apply this message to our life right there. So let's go on to the you. Y'all ready for the you? Yes, buddy, we're ready for the you. I thought I was too. Let me get a drink here. Mm. Love you guys. That's good. <clears throat> well, talk about being united in Christ. I've got some scriptures I want to share with you here. Romans 6, 5. I'm going to jump around a little bit. I'm going to pull this in. Since we have been united with him, Jesus, in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. See, our union with Christ guarantees us all he has for us. We serve a risen Savior. Isn't that something? You ever been on a team that just does real good? You like being associated with that? They say, well, what team are you on? Oh, we're on such and such. Man, we're number one. Feel good about that, don't you? You believe in that team. How many is on Team Jesus today? Yeah, keep on putting them hands up. If you're not, we're going to draft you before you leave today, okay? We got Rudy Boy. He's always, his roster never gets full. He doesn't have a cap. He doesn't have a salary cap and all that stuff. He's, hey, he comes with your open arms, amen? I want you to see that. So we also have been raised to life as he was. Now I'm going to jump back to Romans 6, 4. I'll give you the whole piece of the puzzle here. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism and death, into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. We talk about this. Anybody like fresh starts? Man, sometimes you just want to hit the reset button. Bing, 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 bing. I mean, over and over sometimes. And sometimes we just say, man, what's going on with this thing? And I, I wrote this here. I said, see, when God saw the sacrifice of Christ taking place, he saw everyone that would put their faith and trust in Jesus being united with him and being raised with him into newness. Bible talks about it, says, if any man or woman be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You hear people say, um, the new birth, you know, a new, new creature in Christ. That's what he's talking about. We shed off the old sinful nature and we put on the robe of righteousness that has been given to us through Jesus Christ. How do we get that? By faith in him. And what else? Nothing. 
Just by faith. By grace you're saved through faith. Not that it is so, but it's a gift of God. Is that a good gift? I mean, you can get some cool gifts. There's nothing like the gift of life and newness and refreshing and salvation that Jesus Christ gives. Why would you run from that? Because a lot of times we're not telling folks. A lot of times they're not seeing it in our life. But you know what? We are united in Christ. Let's keep on going. I got another verse for you. Hope you guys are writing these down and underlining them and putting them in your notes. Go back and encourage yourself in the Lord. Ephesians 2.13. Here we go. It says, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Isn't that something? You've been brought near to him. Why? Because of the blood of Christ. You know, a lot of times we, we, we have a problem with that. I know before I started going to church and, and I did not grow up in church at all, uh, but God was so gracious. He sent people outside of the church to tell me about Jesus. That's why we have such a heart for reaching out and telling people about Jesus, regardless of wherever. Amen. And it really doesn't matter where you're at. And I'm going to jump stories anyway. This week I had a little bit of a cold. Man, I've been in so many hospitals and visiting and everything else. I was like, man, what's going on? So I said, man, I got a busy week. I better go to the dock in the box, Med Express. Anybody go there? Jesus works through there too. He will. So I get there, and Denise had been earlier that day because I think she brought it home. That's all right. When you're a school teacher, man, she just brings that stuff home, man. It's like, hey, I love you. How about a good handshake? Fist bump, you know? <clears throat> so we get there, and uh, I go and I talk to, to the young lady. And I'm talking to her, and I don't know how this happened. We start talking about Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Has that ever happened to y'all? I try to make it happen everywhere we go. So I'm talking to her about Jesus, and, and you know, I'm, I'm doing the, the ripping the dollar, and y'all that's been here know what's going on. And, and now, the devil's trying to bring other sick people in there so she can't hear. I said, that's all right, I got time. It's my copay. I can stay as long as I want. You know, I just let him go on there. Okay. So I start telling her about Jesus, and, and, and she had been through a pretty tough time. She had just lost her father. And she knew about God, but, but she's having a difficult time because when you go through a testing like that, when you lose a loved one or when something goes on in your life that's just overwhelming, it's going to come down to what you really believe. Amen. So it's so important that we settle that today. Right. Because when that storm comes, you don't want to be going like this. You want to know. Amen. How many know it's good to have a good church family come alongside and say, come on now. Come on. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate some of those little texts throughout the week. Y'all know who I'm talking about. They say, hey, man, just praying for you. Yeah. Perfect time. All the time. Sometimes in the morning, man, before I even get to work, have a great day. I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. Because you know what? Just a little bit of encouragement can carry you a long way, can't it? So I try to encourage the, Lord a little, uh, the girl and the Lord a little bit. And so then I went back. And they had, I don't know how many doctors did they have there? I saw everybody. You know, a lady comes in there. And guess what? We started talking about Jesus again. And she knew him. I said, well, you know what? You could be an encouragement to the young girl up front. She said, I've been working on her. I said, that's good. So then she leaves. I'm thinking, is anybody going to look at this code? You know what I mean? Said, Come on, somebody give me something. I'm ready to go. Somebody else comes in. And uh, she looked. And I know, I know that, that, that they were going to give me some medicine right there because I'm like right there. And she's going, hey, how you doing? All right, she's asking me questions from this far away. Like, don't breathe on me, you know? And I see your wife was in here earlier. I said, yeah, she's the one. Yeah, so yeah, she's the one. I said, yeah. So she gave me some, some uh, prescription and everything. And then they have somebody else. No wonder the overhead so high. They got 17 people doing one job, you know? And so this girl come back, and her name was, uh, uh, what was, Aretha. You know, I said, 
I know you can sing with a name like that. She said, let me get your paperwork, baby. I'll send you a song. I said, bring it on. So I got blessed. I got to share Jesus. They, they ministered to me, and I even got a song on the way out. I thought that was something else. So we were walking out. She was just singing. I said, man, I know that girl knows the Lord. As happy as she is. I said, do you know Jesus? She said, yes, I do. Isn't that amazing when people can tell that? Can they tell that in your life? Can they tell that you're united with Christ? I pray that they can. But that doesn't mean you don't have a bad day. That doesn't mean, you know, somebody comes up and kicks you in your shit, takes your parking spot, and you go, have a great day. You know? But you know what? When we look at the big deal, what he's done, and the unity that he brings, we ought to. That ain't even in the notes. just thought I'd share that with you, all right? So let's keep on rolling. So how do you feel knowing that God has brought you close to him? You know? And, and I thought about, you know, the sports teams and when, you, when you're united with that, they're unstoppable, you know, unlike the Redskins, <laughs> okay? We'll be a prayer request for them. Anyway, <laughs> side note, amen. But, you know, when you're, you're on a team and stuff and everything's pulling together, man, you're unstoppable. You know, I thought about the band stuff, you know, dynamics. My buddy that I used to play guitar with all the time, he says, it's all about dynamics, you know. Can you imagine now, Miss Tanya gets over here, gets ready. She's playing. Let me do this here. All right. I can't play this. And I start going. And just overriding that thing. You be going, whoa. Because worst thing's going to happen, that eyeball's going to go. You said, what are you talking about? We can understand that there in the, in the music, in the band. You need to be together. You need to be on the same time. You need to, you know, when she's singing, we get quiet. When I'm singing, they turn everything up so you can't hear me singing. And it works pretty good that way. But I just want to say how unity works because you get that one sound. See, you could be the, the, the greatest drummer in the world, but if you're over top of everybody else, you're going to go, what's going on? You could be the, the greatest singer, but if you're all over top of the band, you don't have the unity. There used to be a saying, one band, one sound. Because what happens is, if you're not together over here, it doesn't matter how good everybody is or whatever, right there, it's going to sound bad. It's going to sound bad if you're not in unity. Made me think of this. I saw my buddy. I said, my, my buddy Duke, I hadn't seen Duke in 20 years. And I saw him yesterday and he still came today. Praise God. Isn't that something? Don't ask him anything. Don't ask him nothing. I'm going to take another drink on that. I'll buy you lunch, brother. <laughs> so anyway, I go in. I go to a store yesterday. And I'm walking along and I'm getting some stuff and everything else. And right when I get ready to leave, I look. I said, man, that guy looks familiar. And he goes, buddy. I go, hey. He said, I thought that was you. I said, man, that's great. And we're talking and just going down memory lane. I told him what God's been doing. We're just talking about family stuff. It was really good to see him. And he said something. And uh, we were talking about your ailments. You know when you start getting on, yeah, I had this done, I had this done, all this stuff. And he said something that, that just blew me away. He goes, yeah, when you came in, I saw you limping. I said, limping? I said, dude, I did 3.2 miles on the bike today. You know, why am I bringing that up? I've been walking like this so long, just join it like this. I didn't even know I was limping. But when he saw me, he said, man, what's going on with that guy's leg, Right? I'm tying that into the story. We get disjointed sometimes and we get so used to being out of sync, we don't even know we're out of sync. So I was thinking, he said, yeah, I saw you limping. I'm thinking, I wasn't limping. Yeah, I was limping. 
But I didn't realize. So I have to kind of think about, oh, yeah, I can walk like that now. But I've walked like that for so long because of different things. The disjointedness started taking over just to seem to be normal. Does that make sense what I'm talking about? See, I'm talking about in, in the body, a lot of times we don't realize how disjointed we are sometimes because we're not looking at Christ. We're looking at the stuff. So we start to drift. Amen. We start to drift over here. And the next thing you know, we're not united. We're not in the perfect peace, even though it's bought for us and paid for us. But we're over here on the ragged edge. So today, I hope that we try to just strive to keep God in the center and walk to Jesus, walk it out. Because you know what? What does he say? Because we've been, we were once far away from God, but now you have been brought near. You ever feel lonely in a crowd? That's, that's crazy, isn't it? It really is. And you know, people that, you, when you're a happy-go-lucky guy, they think nothing in your life is wrong. You just hide it better than other people. Amen? Oh, that didn't have seen a bug you yet. <laughs> bug me. But I'm just kind of going like this. But the, the thing is, when I start thinking about those things, I go back to God's Word. This is why I'm telling you all this. Next time you feel lonely in the crowd, think about, you know what? God has brought me near. I'm united in Him. I'm perfected in Christ. When we renew our mind with the truth of God's word, let me tell you, it's going to push out all that other junk and it's going to draw us closer to God. That's what I want you to hear today. That's what I want you to see today about how united we are in him. I said, unity in Christ opens the eyes of the world to Jesus. When they see you on the same sheet, they go, what's going on over there? I want to be a part of that. We first come over here, there's like three or four cars out now. There's cars all the way to the end and we still got room, amen? We still got room. That's God bringing his people in for a time such as this. Sharon, just saw your face. Maybe think about something. See, when you, when you belong and you feel like you belong, you're going to tell everybody. I did a funeral Friday. Must have been 200 people in there. And I always stand at the door. And I say, hey, uh, you know, good seeing you. And this lady said, my friend goes to your church. I said, she does. She said, she says it's her home. I said, who's that? She said, Sharon. Praise God. Isn't that something? Because you know what? When you feel that love, when you feel it, you're going to tell somebody. You know, where do you go to church? Mike went, what was the other day? He went uh, to the clinic. Went to the clinic at, at work. And he was talking to a lady about the Lord. And uh, she said, where do you go to church? And before she could get it all the way out, she said, oh, I know, I know. In Bacosan, keep the promise, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy comes in here. <laughs> yeah, he needs some help. We'll pray for him. But you know what? They start identifying you. By your union with Christ. You know, it's great that they know you come to keep the promise and all that stuff. I'm not saying that. But you know what? I hope they know this. That we're united in Christ. Hey, did we miss the mark? Yeah, we missed the mark. But we're going to get back on the track. And we're going to keep pointing to Jesus. And we're going to keep growing and we're going to keep going. Because that's what it's all about. Because we know what Christ has done in us and for us and through us. Is, is bigger than anything that could ever go on in our life. And there's some pretty big things that can go on in our life. Amen. So we are complete and we complement each other in Christ. And I want to share a little something I had here. I said, but when we complement each other, meaning respecting and caring and consider each other's, each other's value, we reflect the glory of God, the love of Christ, and the power of our redemption. Let's talk about redemption just a little bit. Everybody still doing good? Oh, all right, all right. Let's keep on rolling. Redeemed in Christ. Got a lot of good scripture here. Man, we're going to bolt this thing right down to our hearts today. Y'all ready? Hebrews 9, 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, 
but by his, his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. I want you to focus on that. Did he obtain what? What type of redemption? Eternal. How long is that? I like that. That was fast. Who said that? Somebody said forever. That's good. See, a lot of times we don't, we don't, uh, we don't walk that out. We, it's almost like we don't believe it. You say, well, you know, you tell us this a lot. I want us to know it a lot. I want this to be just breathing all the time. That way, when, when those times and those trials come up and all those things come up, you say, wait a minute. When that enemy says, see, you just ain't no good. You just yelled at that person for taking your parking spot. You go, Lord, I, forgive me. Hey, I'm sorry. Take your parking spot. Whatever. You know? Uh, because, you know what? We are redeemed and have been attained eternal redemption for us. Christ has done that for us. I said, do you see the greatness of the new covenant? We talk about the old covenant and the new covenant and, and what God's done for us. I said, look what he's established for us. And I said, how in the world can anybody think that salvation is about them? Oh, wait a minute. I said, how in the world can somebody think it's about them? See, it's about Jesus. The perfection I'm talking about is Jesus. Jesus in you, perfecting you, and you sharing it with the world. But see, the world always wants to highlight Self. Doesn't it? Look what I did. Look what I'm doing. Look what I got. Look, 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 look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, just like when we said the little kids would be on that swing. Look at me, look at me. Man, you want to look at look what's going on. All those things. And it should be look at he. Look at him. Look what God's done. When somebody's sharing something, they say, hey man, this is this is good. How do we respond when somebody says, Man, Sonny, you, you're doing great. This is awesome, man. This is this is good. Hopefully we say, hey man, praise God. I thank God for that. How's the business going? It's getting better every day. Thank God. He'll be quick to give God the glory. And I see that in your own life. That's so awesome because it's a testimony of God's glory working in you, through you, and impacting other people's lives. That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see what's going on. But see, the world wants it to be about you. It wants to be about your education. They want it to be about your bank account and everything else. I'm going to be very careful when I share this. I wrote some stuff down. I said, boy, be careful about this. <clears throat> Sometimes, dealing with people, this is my own thing. Maybe you guys have seen this too. Sometimes the, the more head knowledge somebody has, the harder their heart gets. Does that make sense? Did y'all ever see that? The, the, the smarter they think they are. I'll just say what my buddy used to say. He said, man, I've seen a lot of educated idiots. As my friend said, I have nothing against education. I think it's great. But what I'm saying is this. If you have education and you don't have the wisdom of God to go with it, you're missing out. You are missing out because God gives you wisdom. You can get knowledge. You can get all the books in the world. Read them, read them, read them, and have the knowledge in the book. But the practical application is when God gives you the wisdom to put that into practice. Amen. That's what I want us to see there. So many times we get wrapped up around that. Well, through that redemption, God has brought all those things to us. He's given us wisdom. He's given us peace of mind. He's given us revelation knowledge. He's given us all that we need to finish well. Amen. Have you ever jumped in a task and say, man, I'm just overwhelmed. Let me raise both hands and a foot. Amen. You can just get overwhelmed. You say, well, what, how in the world am I going to do this? And, and sometimes it's just crazy. But what I've seen, because every week I go... Oh, Lord, what are we going to be preaching on? What are we going to be preaching on? And come about Wednesday, I'm going, I used to really go, oh, oh. But God has been so faithful. And in an instant, God will change something. That's just like with this message. 
And, I, and guess what? He, even, he knows we've got a busy week next week. I've got an idea where we're going next week too. We'll be in the flow of what God's doing next week. Amen? But what I want us to see here is that being redeemed sets us in the right proximity to get blessed by the Lord. Amen? It's just good news. All right, well, let's keep on rolling. Galatians 4, 4 and 5. says, but when the fullness of the time has come, God sent his son, made a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that was us, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. I always thought that adoptions were really cool. You say, why is that? Because adoption, you're actually stepping out and you're embracing and you're pulling back in like this. You're making a difference. Let's start small. Maybe a puppy. They'll tell you when you go to adopt that puppy, it's a long haul. You in it for the long haul? One of the things they'll ask you, you how much do you think it will cost to to, uh, care for this dog? For a year. That's what they just start putting on the paperwork. Because we got a lot of uh, rescues. Every animal we got is rescues. And some of them are just freeloaders. But we love them anyway. We got cats coming. They must be on the corner. Come man, Mr. Neese has got the best nine lives in town. Come on. I'm not kidding. People say, how many animals you got? I mean, actually in my house or all over? I don't know. You know? Man. But this is what I'm saying here. For the long haul. While we were still under the law, right? He redeemed us from the curse of the law. And set us into grace, the adoption into the family. Isn't that something? When you're adopted, when you're adopted, you got full rights just like anybody else. Amen? It's all yours. What your mom and daddy got is yours. What your heavenly father has is yours. You see where I'm going with this thing? You've been redeemed, set into the family, bought with a price, and so that we might receive the adoptions of sons and daughters. Amen? That's what we have in the Lord. Amen? So many times we just bypass what God's done for us. And I said, you know, I might not be the smartest guy in the world by a long shot, but I don't want to miss out on what God has for me. That's why I keep the book open. That's why I keep the prayer going. Lord, what do you got for us today? Lord, what's going on today? And I know that God can change things in an instant, amen? How many of God's still in a miraculous business, amen? And there's a lot of things that we see and we don't understand. I did this funeral Friday. Girl, 39 years old, lost her battle with cancer. And I mentioned a little bit right there. But her son got up and spoke. Young boy. <laughs> you know, when walking from here to there, that's a big step. And I could tell he's a little nervous. And he said this, he goes, man. Going up after him is like a warm-up band going up after Led Zeppelin. But I'm going to tell you what I've got to say anyway. But he was relating to that. I said, no, it's about what you got to say. And he began to speak about the love of his mom. And he began to speak about how good she was to him. And how she spoke to his life. And how she had taught him things. Young man. And I'm just sitting there. No, dude. You're the one, you're the one running with this. And I thought, God, are you going to use him to speak because you're using him today? And everybody was focused on this young man whose heart was heavy, but his words were filled with grace. That's powerful. See, that's the love of God working in his life through his mom, through his family. You know what? Not, not anything against him. He's the only one who stood up. And when I saw him, he had called me a few weeks back. He said, but there's a lot going on, man. I just need, I just need some prayer. 
I said, man, let's pray about this. But that young man, could have, he, he could have sat there just like this. But he had already fixed his eyes on what he was going to do and what he was going to say. Because when I went to visit the family, I said, anything you want to talk about? He said, I'm going to do my talking that day. I done made up my mind. I said, brother, I'll make sure you have time to speak what you have to say. And he talked about the love. And he talked about the lessons. And he had talked about what it's going to mean to keep going without her. But she had put such love in him, it was being displayed out of him. What a testimony to a mother's love. What a testimony of God taking that terrible situation and raising that boy up. I don't know if they heard anything else I said. And I don't, it doesn't matter. They heard what he had to say. And he was pointing to the grace of God for his mother in his life. That's a powerful testimony. Amen. So God empowers us, right? When we call on the name of the Lord. When you think there's just no way I can do it. You're probably right. You probably can't do it. I can't do it. But in God, we can do all things. Amen. That's what I want us to see. Because we have received that adoption into the family of God. And it's made me think about this. I've been doing a lot of different paperwork, and we talked about it a little while back. Anybody understand what a power attorney is? That means that you, when you sign online for that person, that means that you respond just as if it's them. Amen? So if you have a power attorney for a husband, a wife, a mom, or whatever, when you act on their behalf, you are acting with their authority in that situation. We have all the authority of the name of Jesus as a child of God. Amen. So next time you start feeling like you're coming up short, you just remember who's on the deed. Right. You just remember who's who's on the the uh, what I call that. That's it, Tim. We love you. The power attorney. That's why you use notes. <laughs> but uh, the power attorney. And so what I want us to see right there, that there is power in the name of Jesus. Everybody doing good? Let's roll. We're coming on down the track. Woo, Lord. Yes, indeed. Empowered in Christ. Oh, I love this story in the Bible. Acts 4, 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Whoo! That, that, that just gives you hope if you want to kick it to it. Amen? Duke's the only one laughing. All right. Yeah. But you know, I tell you what, think about this. They knew in this story, this is what happens. You guys might remember the story here. They go to the gate, beautiful, and, they, and there's a guy that's, that's, that's begging for uh, money and things. And Peter and John come to the temple that day, and they say, hey, I have no silver, I have no gold. But what I got, I will give you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. Woo! He stands up. And they go, what happened? Isn't that the guy that's been out there for 40 years begging? Man, they tear the house down. They're just out there on the front porch of the church house going, woo, yeah. And they go, who are them guys? They've been with Jesus. And you know the rest of the story, right? I'll go ahead and just enlighten you on I love the story. It goes back and it and says, so, so all the Pharisees, the, the uh, religious leaders of the time, they wanted to say, hey, man, uh, what are y'all doing out there causing a ruckus? There ain't nobody putting money in the pot because y'all are out here on well, focus. So they grab the guys and they pull them in and they go, uh, what are we going to do with these guys? I'll put it in my translation. They're stealing the show. What are they doing? We can't have these guys doing this. We'll just bring them to the side, but we've got to be cool because everybody knows they've been with Jesus. So the crowd's already seen that they've been with Jesus. They haul them off over here and say, hey, what are you doing? The boldness 
the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And they said, look, we're going to let you guys go, but we don't want you talking about Jesus anymore. And they go, <laughs> that's not going to happen, right? And they said, what? That's not, that, no, that's, you, you telling us that's not going to happen, basically, is what they're saying. So now the Pharisees are going, man, what are we going to do? We can't, I mean, we can't string them up. They got all the people here and everything else. And so he just says, well, look, y'all just go ahead and just, just kind of just go on about your business. And you come into this here. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Do people know that you've been with Jesus? I hope they do. I don't mean you're a Bible scholar. That means you're walking in the fullness of what God did. There's power, man, when you speak the word. Do people seek you out to pray for people? I hope they do. Man, that's something. And, and you know, I always tell them, I said, if, if I ever did retire, I would love to go to a hospital, work at a hospital, because there's always opportunities to pray. And if I get you on that elevator, you're going to get some Jesus before you get on, off your stop. I can promise you. Think what floor? Fifth floor? Oh, I got you. I got you. I can pray for, I can get about four or five prayers at the time we get to the top. But you know what? It's hard to keep the good news to yourself, isn't it? If it's really good news, it's hard. What about at Christmas time when you buy something for your sweetie? I, I got it. I, I mean, I come home and I go, you want to see it? She goes, no, I'll wait. I go, no, 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 no. Go ahead. And you get it. She said, no, no, I, I got to tell her. I mean, I'm trying to give the kids stuff in, in, in August. And Denise's going, no. I want them to have it. I want them to know it. It's the same way with Jesus. I want them to know him. I want them to see him. I want them to see him and the difference that he'll make in their life. Amen. Let's keep on going. If you want to experience the power of the Lord, spend time in the presence of the Lord. Amen. That's why we worship. Not just to get it well. Let's just get moving around and then we'll go preach. Man, we got an opportunity to praise the King of Kings, man. You say, why are you played in fast songs? Because we get into the presence of the Lord sooner. Teasing. All that for God. It's about our heart condition. It's about putting him in the center of our lives. Amen. So do you desire each day to spend time with the Lord? How much of a priority is it in your life to spend time with him? How important is it? I, I thought about this here. Click. I talked about this here. Maneuvering through the landmines of life. I thought, how many people, if I was right here today... And I say, hey, look, before you guys leave, I just want to let you know, there are a bunch of landmines out in the front yard, all the way to your cars. So be careful when you leave here. Oh, by the way, I have the map, and I'll even walk with you to show you how to get to your car safely. You're thinking, I ain't leaving without buddy. I'm not leaving without looking at the map. How many landmines are in the world that the devil tries to throw out trivia? Plenty, right? What's the map? God's word. Who's going to go with you? Holy Spirit. Jesus is going to go with you in the form of the Holy Spirit. So isn't it a good thing when you start today to kind of review the map, to kind of spend time with the master, right? Now, you, you would never, I don't think so. I don't think you'd go, that's all right. He's almost gracious. Look, oh, well, next. He wouldn't go out there like that, right? He'd go, I'm going to walk with the guy with the map, right? That's what you would think. But we start our day and take off running into the world into situations and never even consider God. Amen. We really do. But once we get out there and we hear the just activated the mind. Now we want to call out the Jesus, right? Will he come get you? Absolutely. But you know what? Wouldn't it be 
a little bit uh, better to go to the purest form, which is his word, and, and the power of God, and walk that out. I'm not saying that we won't stumble over minds even when we're walking with Jesus. Because I know a lot of times, even when I'm listening, I think I'm listening, and I'm praying, I still find myself going, man, I wonder what that is. Don't do that, right? But God says, ho, 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 ho. He's still speaking to us. He's still guiding us. He's still, he's still directing us, and he's still empowered us. And I want people to know that guy's been with Jesus. I don't care if they know my name. I don't care if they ever come to this church. I want them to know, man, something happened in that guy's life. See, when I was rocking and rolling, they knew something happened in my life. Because, man, I was wounded and I would run and jump on top of the pool tables and playing the guitar behind my head. That's what's wrong with my knees now. And come back swinging around and all this stuff. Man, I thought I was doing something. Didn't change nothing. Still got the same 80 bucks at the end of the night. Broke up stuff and we blow up stuff. It would be $200. So you lost money about every weekend. But then when God came into my life, and, they, and, and somebody, let me tell you, God's word, they let me go into youth groups and do stuff. I'm like, man, wait a minute. I start thinking, I'm talking to young folks. I need to watch what I'm saying. I'm having an opportunity to impact their life. I need to know what's going on here. I want to give them the purest form of what's going on. Hey, wait a minute. All these other doors in the world are closing, but the doors of God are opening up. I want to walk with you, Lord. Show me your map, Lord. Because I need to be on point with you. Show me where the landmines are, Lord, so that I can walk with you. And yeah, I still hit a few of them. But God's willing to pick us back up even when we get off the path and get off the trail and keep going. Because I want them to know that, you know what? God is the one that's going to maneuver us through the next steps, the next steps, the next steps. When you're dealing with families of great loss, how, how, how do you speak to them? How do you speak to somebody when you get a call and you go to a hospital and they said, hey, the doctors say this is about it. Better be leaning into what God says. Am I going to say, you know what? God's got a great plan for your life. Lord, what do you want them to know? Lord, how do we wrap our arms around now? And it always comes back to this. Do they know me? I got a blessing yesterday. A girl wrote on my Facebook thing. Uh, I wish I had it pulled up. I'd read it to you. <coughs> but basically it says this. Twelve years ago, my buddy's uh, sister passed away. I had never done no funerals or anything like that. But my buddy said, and, and, and my buddy's family, we didn't grow up in church or anything like that. But they knew God had been working in my life. And uh, I had gotten to go talk to the sister, and she knew the Lord. That was all, and she died the next morning. And through that, my buddy calls me and said, Mom said you're going to come over tomorrow and do what you do. What do you mean? I play a song. They didn't have a big funeral. They didn't have all these. They just had people at home. And I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't have any idea what to say. But God did. You know, like four people got saved sitting on that couch over at my buddy's house. Isn't that amazing? And that's a long time ago in my mind. But last night, one of those girls said, I just want to tell you, thank you for sharing Jesus with me 12 years ago. I've walked away, but I've walked back. And I've been walking in step with him for the last three years. And I just wanted you to know. And she took a picture of a Bible that I gave her. And it in there says, you know, uh, she gave her life to the Lord and the date and everything. I'll never forget what you did by telling me about Christ, how it's changed my life. It's 
good to hear that every now and then. Because sometimes you think, man, what is going on? What's happening? Am I making a difference? Putting that seed in here and there and here and there and all that stuff. You know what? She's teaching Sunday school. She's training children now. Let me tell you, when she was sitting on the edge of that couch that day, I bet you she wasn't thinking about that. Either was I, but God was. What has God got planned for you today? What has God got planned for us to, to, to speak to somebody and, and see how that's going to work out? See, a lot of times people say, well, I just think I'll stop by. You're not here by accident. God's already, already preordained the time that we are here to do what we've got to do. And you don't have to do it alone, amen? So the next point I got, don't go it alone. There's no need to. You have been empowered. What do you mean empowered? I mean that God has made a way for you to finish your walk with him in the fullness of what God's given you, amen? To keep us safe, man. I, I, I think back this many times and I think, man, how much time have I wasted on other things? How much time? You know, my mom used to tell me, she said, son, if you spent the amount of time on the books that you spent on the guitar, you would be a complete genius. Because I kept playing guitar, right? But God took that and used that as a way to open my heart to serve him more. Amen? Y'all know when we used to first go out, you, couldn't, you could not pry that guitar out of my hand. And then when I start speaking... I'd come up and say, say a few words. I have a guitar like this. See, that was my safety net. Because I knew if anything went bad, man, I could bust out a song in a minute. I, I was hiding behind that thing, man. I was just all up on this thing. I was all back around here. Now, I love playing the guitar still. But I can't wait to unleash off that thing so I can tell you more about Jesus. Because I can't talk with my hands. Not moving. <laughs> i got to move them hands around. What are you talking about? I'm talking about that God will empower you right where you are. For what he's called you to do. To complete the task at hand. And do it in the power of God. Through the grace of God. A lot of times you might be here today. And say man I'm just overwhelmed with what I'm looking at. I, I don't doubt that. But let's look up a little bit higher to the Lord. Because you know what? We've been perfected. We've been. We're unified in Christ. We've been redeemed. And now we're empowered. And as I look at that. I want to just, just, just get ready to end with this right here. I said, soak in the pure abundance of Christ's sacrifice that qualifies every believer and equips us for every good work. That's what I want you to see today. When you feel like you're just overwhelmed, call on the name of Jesus. When you feel like, man, why in the world is this happening to me? Call on the name of Jesus. You know, when you, when you look at some of these things over here, uh, uh, like over here on the bulletin board on our little slide out flat, love God with all your heart, right, with all your soul. You're forgiven. Rejoice. You know, when we think about that, and I'll go back to a statement I meant, uh, I said earlier, and we think it's all about us. But, man, I tell you what, when we really zoom in and embrace what God has done, we start really seeing it's not about us at all. It's all about him. Amen. It's all about him. How many know it feels good to be forgiven? Amen. It'll set you free. How many, how many know that you know what? It's nice to be qualified in Christ. Amen. That's it, right there. I want y'all to hear this. I mean, I'm cheering you on. I'm rooting you on. I want you to hear what's going on. I want you to know that there's everything we need is in the name of Jesus. How many know it's good to have authority? If you know how to use it. We have authority in the name of Jesus. Speak those things, man. Speak those things in existence from God's word. Why do we need to know his word? Because that's his will. If you 
want to know what God wants, you got to go to his word. Read his word. Every day, spend a little bit of time in God's word. Every day. Hey, you can, you can do a devotion. You can, you can, there's so many things nowadays that we can use. I mean, think about this. I mean, there's a Bible on every uh, uh, cell phone. Tim's got an app he can use. There's a Bible that'll fit in your, it, it'll even fit in your back pocket. You know, you can have all those things right there. But you know what? Don't just learn about God. Spend time with God. And if you spend time with God in his presence, you'll learn about God. Does that make sense? I could read a library book. I've said this and, 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 and know all about George Washington and never met him. But see, the Bible is alive. And there's something about the Bible. When we start digging into the Bible, it just starts churning in us and, and, and just, just pulling us into the story. And you start saying, hey, that's me. He did that for me. Wait a minute. That's just like my situation. And I, I pray that they say, you know what? Just like they said with Peter and John. Hey, there's some boldness there. Hey, there's something going on there. And the difference is always going to be Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the prayers from the young folks. I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for the love that you have. Lord, that you give us your pure love. The fullness of what we have can be found in Christ. And it can only be found in Christ. And I pray for each one here, Lord. I know that families go through some tough times. I know that there's some tough times at work. There's some tough times in marriages. There's tough times with our children. There's just tough times with, with the doctor's reports. But Father... Help us to lift our eyes up and look to you. Help us to hold on to what you have. If you're here today, I always ask you the same question for you. If you die tonight, are you 100% sure that you go to heaven? You go, well, I, I don't know. I'm a pretty nice guy. I mean, I understand what you're saying. No, it's not about a nice guy. It's not about showing up at church. It's about have you asked Jesus Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sin. That's it. It's the gift of God for you and me. But you know what? If you don't open the gift, you don't get what he, what, he, what he has for you. He has made a way for us through Christ. What does he say? That we've been adopted into his family. That, that you know, he separates the old and brings into new. The perfection of Christ has is, is been imputed to you. All you've got to do is say, God, I need you. Forgive me coming to my life. If that's you today, I ask you to just look up here because I want to pray for you and pray with you. If that's you, this is going to be your prayer right here. Lord, come into my life. And forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the son of God who takes away the sin in the world. I'm trusting you today, Lord. I don't know anything other than this. I need you. If that's your prayer, don't leave here today and say, without telling us, you know what, buddy? I pray with you today. That's my prayer. I need Jesus. We all need Jesus. The Bible says all the sin and fall short of the glory of God. But the gift of God is, 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 is through Jesus Christ for eternal life, man. Don't walk away from what God has done for you today. Does that mean I'll never have any problems, buddy? No. But you'll never go through them alone. And I'll tell you this too. You got a church family here that'll love on you and walk with you the best we can. God will never leave you or forsake you. If you're here and you say, man, it's, it's just been crazy. I know the Lord and, and, and you know, those landmines you talk about, seem like I hit them every time I turn around. Well, you know what? Let's just pull together. Let's pray over your situation right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you will help us walk straight, that you will strengthen us, Lord, that you will, will help our eyesight be 2020 in the supernatural, that you would give us the words to speak of life into other people's life, that you would give us the abundance of your purity of who we are in Christ and walk and speak in the authority of the mighty name of Jesus today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Woo!
Yes, indeed. <laughs>